welcome to the Dead Air Boys podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Data and Boys podcast. I'm joined today by a special guest, Carlos. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <clears throat> so a uh, little backstory. Uh, I started this podcast just to give fathers a, a, a platform to share their story. And I uh, made a post on a, on a Facebook group. You know, if anyone had a story to share, you know, please reach out. Love to hear it. You're one of the people that reached out, so... Here you are. So awesome. uh, where do we begin? How how would you like your story to start? Uh, listen, I, I'm I'm ready to just tell you guys because the story is very powerful. Um, maybe somebody been to the same story I've been to. You know, it's it's great to hear, hear other people's stories and you can relate. And, you know, there's lessons that you can get out of this. Um, My name is Carlos Garcia. I am 37 years old. I currently live in Bayonne, New Jersey. Um, I have three beautiful daughters, a wonderful wife. I married my best friend. Um, just say that my life was happy ever after. You know, I had a good corporate job. I was working overnight. But things, you know, things, life happens. You know, life happens. It goes from one thing to the next. You know, one day I was just getting sick, sick of tired, being sick of tired, taking a bus going all the way to work and starting to realize I need to do more things, right? So so besides that, um, back in 2016, my oldest daughter, Gianna, was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. Um, just say that at that time, back in 2016, a hardworking man really had spending so much time with their kids because I was working overnight. And the, the only time that I had was trying to catch up with them on the weekends, right? If I had to work on the weekends, they usually come with me to work and they used to love it all the time. Um, but but 2016 was extremely hard. You know, we went um, Memorial Day weekend, we end up going to Coney Island. So I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So Coney Island is like, where is that? You go with the rides and everything else. So we decided to take the girls to the beach, me, my wife and everything else. So we had a good time. So we come back home, you know, when you're feeling tired, you know, you're coming from the beach, you take a shower, you just want to relax. So we fell asleep. Um, and then guess what? My oldest daughter wake up crying. It's hysterical. I can't take the pain anymore. I can't take the pain. So we end up taking her to the emergency room. My wife, I'm at home because I have two kids at the time. My The daughter at the time, she was only four. So I had to make sure she was all right. I didn't want to take her to the emergency room. So my wife took G to the emergency room. Just say that we just moved to Bayonne, New Jersey. It's only, it's been not even a year. We've been here for a couple of months. And um, they was giving her hell. Talking about, all oh, you New Yorkers come over here, think y'all can run things. It was a back and forth between the nurse and my wife. Now, on my wife's side, she was, um, she's a nurse herself. So, you know, she knows what to do, how to do things. And I praise God that I had a woman like that that knows how to do things in that side. So um, she calls me crying hysterically, telling me that they got to transfer her to the children's hospital because they found a tumor on the back of her brain. So um, now this is Memorial Day weekend. So this is um, Sunday night to Monday morning. I couldn't do anything because now... Us fathers been been there, been waiting for the check to come in to continue to go do what they have to do. At that time, I was getting paid every 15 and 30. So that sucked. I know people that felt my pain when you needed money right away, you didn't have it. You had to wait a couple of days before it comes in. So I remember paying almost $200 just to get to Morristown, New Jersey. This is the first time I've ever been to this. Like I said, I'm just new to New Jersey. The only place I know how to get to is home and work. All right, get there. The doctor sits us down. The doctor tells us, hey, listen, um, your daughter's, we have to do emergency surgery. The tumor is as big as a grapefruit. So I'm like, oh, my God. Now, in my mind, I got good insurance. We all got recovery insurance and everything else. And the one thing that came out of my mouth and I was like, how much is all this is going to be? Because now I'm thinking, I got to work harder now. I got to do what I got to do to 
to make sure that the that the my daughter gets the best care that she can get, right? Boom. Fast forward a little bit. At that time, we didn't know it was cancerous yet. Um. Now she did the first surgery. It came through successfully. Five hours. That was the longest, and like it was nerve wracking. Like I imagine, like I said, if people don't know how to imagine this until they actually sit and look, like be physically be part of this can't imagine. Um, they telling us um things that's gonna might happen might not happen saying oh she might not remember you um she might not even know recognize your voice and um she might not walk it's like okay like you know this is all the stuff they throwing at you when you talk to each other so the first um my my parents was there my wife parents was there and um the first the first person that was in the room was my dad. So we're trying to go towards the room to um see if everything is all right. And um the doctors, I see I hear the nurse and the doctors letting G know, hey G, do you hear any voices that you recognize? So I say, hey, pretty girl. She said, that's my father. My wife says, hey, baby, she's that's my mom. And she hears my father. My father's um <laughs> My father's statement, when everything he agrees or anything, he says, check, right? So when my father says, check, my daughter knew that was her grandfather. So I was like, okay, so she knows that we're here. All right, cool. So now this is a journey. She'd been in that hospital for months, right? We didn't find out it was cancerous yet. Now she got a, um, she was laying flat. Like, you know how you lay on your head? Now she's laying like this, laying flat in the back uh, on, on the bed. So they had to rotate little by little, but now the, the recuperating stage, recovery stage was a little complicated, right? Because now, not only that, she didn't know how to use her feet and her like her body. We had to pretty much make her walk, you know, crawl and walk again at an eight year old, at eight years old, right? Just say that, um, Later months go down. I'm, I'm going to break it down. And I don't want to say so much because it's a lot. Because six years worth of of experiences is we'll be here all day. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. Um. All right. So recovery stage, everything was it, it has its rough past. It has the up and downs. You know. Um. To the point that we had her riding a bike. Now they also told us that the way they took the tumor out, they had to leave um uh one percent of the tumor because it was wrapped around on the spine, on the nervous victim. So if they would have cut it open, something um permanently would have happened, you know. And it's it was a, a very serious area. Okay, months go down the line. Um, we found that it was cancerous. Now, again, we're going crazy. We don't know what we was going to do and everything else. We started seeking for help because now. My wife want to let everybody know what's going on. So she started doing what she has to do, started bringing out Gigi's story into life. Like, you know, this is what's going on. To the point that, sheesh, I'm sorry, it gets me a little emotional when I talk oh, about oh. it, right? And um, 2017 came, she was fine riding a bike, um, running up and down. The only issue that she had, she had an imbalance issue, which it was doable. Like I'd rather have her do that than be on a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? And it it, it it's it's it was a, 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 a it was an emotional roller coaster for us. But we had good things. You know, a lot of good things happen around these times. Around that time, um, to get out, we end up going to like cruises and everything else, and it took the the stuff out of her, but at the same time, that little girl was so strong, you know. Um, 2018, another um, she was another tumor grew. Another tumor grew in the middle of her back. This time, this now, because you know that the first one's already cancerous. Um, so the other tumor came and kind of messed up her back, right? So now it's she gotta start over again, take it out, but now they put her in a clinical trial. So they gave us 63 days of um, radiation straight or the other option was chemo, um, the radiation plus chemo. We didn't land on the chemo radiation. We only landed on the, radi on the radiation part. 
that's where um the journey really really began like have lost uh fatigue um appetite weakness the medication was horrible they was giving a, a eight nine year old adult medication to the point that if she would have took like zoloft and everything else she was a mini credible hawk by a certain time like if you gotta be you had to walk on tippy toes with her i was i became I became a, a father to a doctor, to a nurse. Like, you know, I had to inject her with IVs. I had to make sure, I had to literally make sure she was alive, to stay alive. You know, now, 2018 happened, 2019, she ended up back in the hospital. They found another tumor. Um, it, it, it Just say in total, she had five tumors, right? Um, The tumor came back, it grew. And now they was like, all right, Carlos, we have now, um, all right, Mr. And Mrs. Garcia, what we got to do now is now we got to do chemo. And the chemo process was dangerous because, again, they don't have treatment for kids. They got it for adults. So imagine a, a, a 10 year old at the time telling you, I can't take it anymore. Right. And you got to put your, oh, baby, we got this. We're going to stay strong for you and everything else. Now, the stays. I have another daughter here, right? At the time, she was only five or six years old during this journey. She was growing to, you know, she got used to her first day of kindergarten. She didn't even know how to spell her name. You know, she didn't know how to tie her shoe. But she knew the medications that my daughter was taking to give her. She was very helpful. Like, you know, I don't, I don't wish no sibling that's going through a, a sister or a brother that is sick that the only thing they know is cancer like all right this just say that my daughter had to grow up a little quicker than she's supposed to right um 2000 um covid hit you know now my daughter's a preteen now she's a preteen now she's 13 she's 12 almost 13 years old she literally had another operation back in her head took that whole tumor out right that one is gone that second tumor messed her up to the point that she cannot walk anymore from the belly button down, right? Her left side was numb. So we trying to do so much physical therapy. We had done, um, it was after a while, she just couldn't do it anymore, right? Now, my mindset, I had to change it. I had to change my mindset because now it went from Okay, Carlos, they can't do anything for you. They can't do anything for Gigi, right? The doctors confirmed this to me and my wife. We cannot do any more surgeries, anything with her because the next, her body is extremely weak. We don't know she's going to make it to 13 years old, right? So I was like, okay, so, you know, lonely nights in the house with my other daughter, um, when she's sleeping, you know, when little kids are sleeping, you're pretty much by yourself. I'm walking back and forth trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Funds was going down. I needed to find something to do. But the one thing that kept sticking out was work on yourself. Work on yourself. Meaning your mindset got to change. That means that if... When it comes to your mindset, you have to make sure that you're strong enough so you can be strong for them, right? Your job is to make sure that your kids get whatever they want, right? Be the, be the best father in the world because guess what? Your kids is your number one fan. They look up to you. You showing them what, what they need to do before when they get to our age. A lot of people don't understand that. I had to make, I had to, my mentality changed from Okay, Carlos, now let's start working on you. Start reading these books that people tell you to read so that it can, you can put it into your daughter. Now, guess what? I didn't even talk about my daughter's um, education. My daughter was a genius. You know, she did school, through all this journey that she had. She did school. She did homeschool. Just say that me changing my mindset, having affirmations. I'm, I'm a true believer of affirmations and gratitude and everything else. Because... Have you heard about the lion and gazelle? 
that that story the lion wakes up every day to make sure that um he eats something or he dies the gazelle has to run away from the lion because you know it's going to be somebody's lunch money i mean lunch meat so i thought about it one day when i heard that i was like you know it's crazy that that lion is the cancer and that gazelle is my daughter and she's running every day to stay alive and every day that she do did it was an accomplishment. It was a check mark that she get to live that day. You know, I tell everybody that because nobody should be, nobody should take life for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you never know what can happen to you. One day you're fine and a blinking eye, something's wrong with you. Something happened that under the ordinary. Like, till today, I'm still trying to find, trying to be that normal family. Right? Now, let's move on. 2022. She did her 13, she, um, 2021, she made it to 13 years old, with no problem. 2021 was a little hard. Now, you know, she, we trying to make sure, pandemic hit, we, it was the best thing. Because everybody was masked up and everybody, uh, everywhere else, we was masked up already. We was masked up inside the house. Because of my daughter's immune, uh, um, immune system, right? So, you know, she did, she, she. They say that she wasn't going to make it to 13. She made it to 13, right? Things was doing well until a couple of months ago. So um, February, she caught COVID, right? And um, she, I remember she was sitting right here. I'm in my desk and her little desk is right next to mine. She'll sit right here me on her iPad or listen to what I'm listening to. Cause I like to listen to a lot of motivational stuff in the morning to start my day. Cause you know, I decided to do a morning routine and everything else. She used to sit right here and everything that I used to listen to or what I was doing in the morning, she was Bobby, go walk the dogs. I got you. When I used to do certain things in the morning, I had to make sure that I paying attention. I have my, my ride or die right here. Tell me, Papi, I got you. This is what he said. This is what you should do. Do it now. So, hey, I, I was happy for that. That same day, um, I um I came back from walking with her dogs and everything else. I went to the bathroom to, to freshen up a little bit and sit right back down next to her. And um, she was quiet. I was like, yo, G, you okay? G. No sound. I went to I went to go see. Now she's on her wheelchair. Now um I forgot to tell you, um. The tumor came back about. This is the last two tumors that she had. She had another one going back in her back that was causing her to be paralyzed for the belly button down, right? So I was pretty much her arms and her legs after a while, right? So she she just got a brand new wheelchair that we fought eight months for. She was been paralyzed for almost um a year and oh, about 12 months, right? Now, my little one, I have a little baby, which she is um, going to be seven weeks on Monday. My wife was pregnant with her at that time. So she couldn't do that, nothing much, so I was the one taking care of her. When she ended up in um Morristown for um COVID, she was intubated and everything, how they, they send her over to Morristown. Um, that was the last time she ever came back into the house. Um, 28 days, she lasted with COVID, beat COVID. They were trying to take the um, tubes out of her mouth so she can breathe on her own. When they did it the first time, they noticed something was wrong. She couldn't breathe on her own. But when they put the tubes back into her mouth, she was normal. Pretty much the machine was keeping her alive. Um, we didn't know what was going on. We thought it was had to do with her lungs. Um, just said another tumor came back. Now, this time it came back on the right side of her brain, and it was causing her mind to, to not to make to not to tell her body to breathe on its own. So the way she was sounding, she was sounding that like she was gasping for air. And but not in the in a way that you know oh my god she needs to right away she will breathe on her own for a little bit but then you have to call her name so she can remember to breathe. And um. So, 
March 3rd at 6.34 p.m., she passed away in me and my wife's arms. Um, Just say that she died peacefully. She died in her sleep. She was a strong, strong little girl. Like the little brief that I gave you, it does not have the experience that I have. It's just a little bit because I we've been through a lot. You know, I did a lot of different things to make sure to keep her alive. And um, I just had a conversation. I had another call on, on Monday and my wife overheard everything and she butt in and she said, you know, I don't give myself too much credit because it was because of me, she lived three more years. You know, on um, three years ago, they told us she wasn't gonna make it to 14 and she did. She made it with 14. She graduated out of junior high school um, with honors. And they, the, um, they, the town that I live on supported us so much that the Masons gave her a holiday, which is on um, March 12th. Um, her school gave put a big mural in her lunchroom, believe it or not, with her smiling and her dog, which is named Bruno, in the background, which is pretty awesome. Um, my, my youngest daughter, she was born recently and she's sleeping now. So she's about to be seven weeks. That's the blessing. And my other daughter where she's 11 and she's just the oldest, the, the oldest sister knowing that she has somebody that used to watch her and give her advice so she can give it to my little daughter. So it's like a blessing. It was, a, 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 a it was hard. And then, you know, the blessings start getting coming in and the blessing is here. You know, I have to sit down some, I have to really think in my think and say to myself, like, damn, you know, we've been through a lot for the past almost seven years, you know. And unfortunately, she's gone, but they say you die twice. The day they let you go, the day they um the day you die, and the day they start saying your name. So I told my wife. And I told my daughters, I said, you know what? We're going to continue saying my daughter's name because guess what? Not only that, she impacted me and my wife, but she impacted a lot of people. You know, she was known to always be positive because guess what? I used to tell her to be positive. I told her, say your gratitude. She used to say her gratitude, her affirmations every morning. When she was in the hospital, she had a, a destined date to be home at a certain time. And then like clockwork, it worked. She would be home at that time. And and, and then, you know, what's, what? how having faith and everything all comes to play? Because when that last week when she almost died, that last week when she couldn't even say anything to still saying it to her ear, like, you know, it, it, it was crazy, like how it, miracles and faith works. But, you know, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share that with everybody that listens to this podcast that, you know, have faith. Affirmations all do help you. Gratitude, be grateful for everything you do. And, you know, there's going to be dads like me that has been going through some crazy times and they still manage to still have a smile in their face. They still have the opportunity to hug their children, do anything in this world to be a better person for the for their legacy. Because again, you, you gotta start focusing on your kids to become what they need to become. But at the same time, you gotta be selfless. Right? So that's pretty much the story. Um, I hope that. It's, it was inspiring to you. I, what you think, man? Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm a dad of two. And uh, my youngest is uh, four months old. Uh, my oldest is five. And just when he comes down with a cold, you know, it, it, it throws me off my game. Mm-hmm you you hate to see your child in any type of pain you hate to see your child vulnerable in a way where you can't help them 
where you feel vulnerable yourself. You feel helpless. So I can't imagine what you, your wife, your whole family went through. You know, that that sense of helplessness. You know, you you want to take it away, but you couldn't you can't. Yep. Um was there any sign? Was there any sign of anything wrong prior to you guys finding out, prior to the headache that she had? Was there no. any other no. healthy kid? Healthy kid. She was a healthy kid. Nothing was wrong when she was born. Now, um, let me say this. I wasn't there for her because granted, she wasn't my biological kid. You know, this is a kid that I seen from two years old up. So, you know, that was my wife's, you know, she's been, sorry, she's been there for her daughter. But when I came in the picture, I was, she, I, I just say this, you know, um, being a stepdad is not like a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are against being a stepfather. But guess what? If you're not taking that, if you don't take that responsibility for um putting in a relationship, knowing that she has a, a child and the child don't have no father in place, what you expect a person like me should do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally did everything for that girl. What I tell you, I bought her her from th from two for her third birthday to her fourteenth birthday, I celebrated with her. You know, I wasn't there that she didn't walk, but guess what? I was there for through the journey. I didn't miss not one day for um to job to pick up your daughter from school day for school dances or for different stuff. I was the one that was doing it for her. Was her dad not involved at all? Her dad was not involved at all at all and guess what you know people start feeling bad because they missed out and then they quick to say but it's your fault why you missed out not me because i didn't do nothing to you you know i'm a respectful person i'm very humble i make sure that my kid the girls are fine because guess what i didn't tell that little girl to call me dad she called me dad because she respects me. She said, my father is the best person that ever happened to me. And, you know, um, it went to the point that she even said, Papi, I want you to adopt me. Before she passed away and before COVID hit, that was supposed to be my Christmas present. But eventually that didn't happen. She, I didn't switch her her last name, but I've been raising this little girl since she was two and a half years old. Did the and dad come did the dad come in at, at any point nope. after her passing? He tried to. He tried. I'm, I'm gonna be really truthful. He tried. But guess what? Once you try and you know that you're gonna mess up, don't come back. Don't try to mess up the little girl's life because it doesn't work out for you. You messed up because of you. He put himself in a position and then during the journey he wasn't there because he was incarcerated for his stupid mistakes. But again, that's not my business. The only thing I know that I move, I, 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 I education, me, health, me, closing her back, me, rent on the, on a place to stay, me. Not to mention my wife is a nurse. She does what she had to do. You know, certain things happen when they're younger. They, you know, they did, Things that they need not to do. That's none of my business. Only thing is that I did what I had to do. And funny story, my wife was my friend for years. Like we've been knowing each other for years. We lost connection. That's what happened. And we it was not like, you know, oh, we loved, we loved each other back in high school. No, it wasn't even like that. I didn't even know she liked me the way she did. Now, you know, I'm I'm in love with my wife. My wife, I've been with her for almost 13 years. What did going through all that do to your relationship do due to your marriage? Nothing. Oh, I forgot the man. That's the perfect thing that you said. Nothing, because statistically speaking, a a family that's going through a, a pediatric cancer don't last. Because guess what? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna give you the the, the I'm gonna tell you why. 
financial, right? It's a it's a burden. Lack of work. You need to make some money somehow, right? Not speaking, not communicating with your spouse. That's another thing. And the reason why I say that, because I've seen it in my own eyes. I've seen when a happy couple like me and my wife, me and my, me and my wife can go anywhere. They know if I'm here, she's here. If she's there, I'm here. It goes to the point to say, you know what? This one person, um, this one family that I get along with, one day they was in love with each other and a couple of months later, they hate each other. He he did some stuff. She did some stuff. And they tell us, oh, I wish my relationship was like you guys. And me and my relationship, my, my relationship is perfect to me. I love my wife and I know that I had my flaws and she has hers. But I would never shit on my wife like that. You know, I would never put myself in a position that is going to affect my whole family because again I can't worry about I can't worry about me I have other people in the circle that I gotta worry about if something happens to me my daughters get affected something happens to their mother my daughter still will get affected so the best thing I said that that I told you God threw a lot of curveballs at us and I swear we've been swinging like we A-Rod Paying these homers, I'm telling you. I, I, I like I said, I, I'm a strong believer. I believe in God. I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, my wife, unfortunately, she lost her first child, and you know, I was like I said, I was we was there. Um, we never gave up because you know, like again, this this is hard. Like I'm not saying this was easy. It was hard. Like. There was nights that I couldn't see my wife. There was nights I couldn't see my daughter. Like, you know, I just pray that people that's going through what I'm going through now, you know, there's always a good and a bad out of it. Sometimes they make it, sometimes they don't. But the ones they do make it, just make sure you're still strong with your spouse because you know what? It's not only you you got to worry about mentally. It's your spouse too. Because they say the, the mothers feel everything more than the father does. That mother instinct is real. Something happens to, like, perfect example, something happens to one of us. Our mother's going to feel it because of the fact that we, we, they, we came out of her. So I couldn't imagine, I can't imagine and, and picture it, but I can't feel what, how my, my wife's feeling when she lost her child, something that she created. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> I can imagine when you when you go through something like that, you know, you yourself goes through multiple stages, denial, anger, guilt, and then finally just acceptance. At what point do you feel that you just accepted what what it was? And how did you keep moving forward through the anger phase, through the guilt phase? I had to, it's all about a mindset thing. You see, um, if I didn't change my mindset that guilt and everything else would still be in it. Does that make sense? Like, think about it. Um, me going through everything, being upset about my daughter, what my daughter's going through, that couldn't, why didn't they do it to me? Why didn't they do it to my, my wife? You know what I'm saying? Like, we need want, we need want this on a child. But when, when, when the doctors keep telling you, oh, she, we don't know she's gonna pull it through after three years. Makes it feel like, all right, now I have nothing else to worry about but just focus on her mind. Because they say the mind is the most important thing on your whole body. Let's keep working on that. So we tried, we kept working on the mind. And the mind made it like, don't get me wrong, there were days that we'd be angry. There'd be days that she'd be angry that we, and at the same time, because she angry, we gotta be angry too, because you know, we hate her doing, hate looking like, look, look, um, sorry. We hate how she reacted to certain things. We hate that we couldn't help that reaction to be calm, but just look at her and trying to calm her down. Does that make sense? Like, you yeah. know, it, it's, 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 like I said, it has, it's dull. It has the good moments, but it has its bad moments. You know, 
the law of balance. It has it has the good and the bad. See, I only mentioned all the bad stuff, but I didn't mention none of the good stuff that happened. You know, like and the good thing, one of the best things that's great that overpowered everything was me. Said was me. I did it. I decided to say, you know what? Let me take this another different way. Let me take this in another way that maybe this can help. Because guess what? These objections, my daughter got tired of getting poked on, right? My Every time you got to go to the hospital, I had to hold the little girl down so they can take a um, um, little blood work out. I was getting tired of it. I was getting tired of it. They tell you to eat healthy and fix on your brain. It went from we had a different type of salads, diets, make sure things well, fruits, vegetables, everything was working. But then again, hey, G, say your affirmation. What are you so happy and grateful for? She'll say, I'm so happy and grateful to be alive today. I'm so happy to see another day. And then when she's in the hospital, I'm so happy and grateful by Tuesday, um, let me see, 10, 10, I'll be home. And she kept repeating it every day, every day until that day come. And if it didn't work that day, she'll be out the next day. So, yeah. I hope she that answers. She, she was diagnosed when she was eight. She was diagnosed when she was eight years old. Did you notice maybe how you parented before all that happened, and how you parent now? What do you, um, What do you think is the biggest difference in your parenting style? A lot happened, right? And yes, it did do. It has its moments that I had to become a different parent. You know, there was a time that I had to be okay. What does these information do? Like, because again, when it comes to being the cancer world, you need you need to find out all these different prognoses, what these procedures are, and still trying to have a smile and have fun with your daughter, right? Because again, I still have a young, I still have another child at home. I still got another child I got to deal with, so I couldn't switch up in the way that all right, we're gonna have fun with one child, but then I gotta feel sorry for the other. That doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Where was, how did you guys balance dealing with all of that and still having another child to raise who's going through that as well in her own way? You know what? We just did it. We just did it. I, I can't, I can't, you know, that's funny because I can't sit down and really think about how I did it because I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, regardless of the fact, I still got to be me. I still got to make sure that my other daughters are well. How old was she at, at that point? Um, she's 11 now. So she was, um, when Gigi was first diagnosed, she was about three, almost four years old. So her whole. So that's really, really all, all she remembers. Life. You know, that when she started remembering things, that's what cancer, that was cancer. We had to do a lot, you know, and then not to mention, you know, my other daughter has problems too. She has um Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's. She's Aut autistic. Autist autism? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what that came from. <laughs> so she has a um Asperger syndrome, but you know, she's very high function. Is that so, the is that the youngest or the oldest now? That's my my eleven year old. Okay. Cause when I used to like you see now, I gotta get used to it because I have a younger one. So you know yeah. when I say my youngest daughter, I'm mentioning her because I've been used to seeing my youngest daughter for years. <laughs> Yeah, so, but my so that must that that must have been hard on her too. I mean, extremely hard, extremely hard. You how how did that affect her? It affected big time. That was her best friend. I had put I implant this in their head since they were young. Definitely to um Gianna. I used to say to G, yo, listen, your sister is your best friend. You going to protect your sister at all times. And I used to do the same. I used to say like you know how you trying to school your kids. I used to say this. I used to point at them. Listen, you're going to take care of your um, little sister at all times, regardless of what situation you're on. Okay? She'll say, yes, Poppy, no problem. And I used to go, Amaya, you too. You always got to take care of your older sister. Make sure your sister is good at all times. Okay? She said, yes, Poppy, no problem. So while me keep saying that over and over again, it'd be to the point that sometimes I used to take that and put that against me. They used to defend them. They used to defend them each other against me. Like I would say something to them. They was like, Poppy, but you said this. 
And then, but you also used to tell us that I always got to protect my sister. So I'm going, I'm protecting her now. That was my oldest one. Because don't get me wrong, teenage, the, the teenage years, oh my God. <laughs> teenage years, oh, it was fun, but it was, it had its moments. Because, you know, when you start being a hitting puberty for a 13 year old little girl, it's not like you once thought it was going to be cool. No, 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 no. That's what the journey actually begins. So from now to my daughter's going, she just turned 11. So this this stage is I can deal with this stage. But the attitude starts really coming in when it's 12, 13, and 14. So I, I'm extremely, so I'm looking for, because, you know, again, um, my daughter told me how to deal with a teenager because she lives to 14. So after 14 and higher, that's a whole different, I don't have no clue how to deal with these type of kids besides how I used to deal myself at that age. So, um, yeah, my, my, my kids are fun. Like I, I can't <laughs> tell you they, they're, they're, they're some characters. Your youngest now is, you said five weeks, four weeks. Um, five weeks. It's going to be seven weeks on Monday. Seven, seven weeks. How do you guys plan on keeping your oldest's memory alive? Oh to, man. To now her, her baby sister. Listen, listen, listen. Matter of fact, I'm just going to, um, let me see if I can take you out of blur. I'm just going to show you. Now, this is my little office, and, you know, this is what I sit at, right? Right here, that's Gianna, right? Over here, I have a family painting, <laughs> right? And the other side of the room, her urn and all her pictures and stuff is there. Now, we're going to talk story, we're always talking things about Gianna. We always say things about, oh, your sister's here. We could tell the her presence or um her attitude that we can see in the little girl. Because, you know, little person starts coming out, right? Um, Amaya always talks about her sister because it's little little doll moments that she be having. It's like, oh, this remind me of um Gigi. Hocus Pocus came out, Hocus Pocus 2. Gigi loved Hocus Pocus. My love, Hocus Pocus. Guess what? We watched it the other day, and it got a little emotional. You know, and the one thing we all said, Gigi would love this. So, you know, we always, like, we always say things, or only funny moments, or we have lots of videos. Um, All right, Coco. Coco. Um, You know, they celebrated the Day of the Dead. So me and my wife and Amaya wants to do the Day of the Dead, and, you know, they say that's all the the dead people come, you know, that's the day that yeah. obviously that's the, the main, the name means. So we have plans of bringing it out, you know, have nice dinner with the, like, it's, it's going to be amazing. And it's just, it's heavy because we know she's not here, you know, but at the same time, you got to be in our tiptoes because we got a baby and Amaya is, she always keeping herself busy, but she do have her moments when she, you know, misses her sister and she starts crying. And I just tell her, we're here for you. We got your back. You know, always she has teddy bears that um that has her voices in her in the paws. So she feels in the way she want to hear her voice, uh, her voice, she'll just click it and hear her, her um her sister sing. Cause they and again, they used to sing all the time. This house is like hummingbirds at the one once upon a time. What did you guys do to her room? Um, we took we converted to Charlotte's room. My my youngest name the is youngest. Charlotte. So we just took it out. We, you know, what's the hardest thing? <laughs> the hardest thing to let go was the wheelchair, and not the one, not the beat up one. She had two wheelchairs. She had a a a, a twenty six thousand dollar wheelchair that had four. It had three different things to do. It had a motor. Um, it had it it was hooked up. That chair she only used it twice. Now the good thing is that that chair was um broken into different pieces and they was do donated to three families like the motor went to another family the tires went to another family so that was the hardest thing to let go i never seen my wife break down for something that that it, well it meant a lot you know and i was like damn i didn't know how hard that was gonna feel letting go that wheelchair that was the hardest thing we you still guys, got, uh, you guys didn't think about keeping it but the wheelchair no nah. yeah nah Maybe as, a piece of, maybe as a piece of furniture, maybe just watch TV in it. Oh, no, trust me, because I was going to use it. I was going to take it outside. 
I was going to go up and down um, my town with the wheelchair. Because the wheelchair, I could sit on it. I had a, I, listen, I had a great time. That mean I wheelchair had a great time in the house. Just say that. <laughs> Me and the wheelchair had a great time. What we still have is her paintings. We still have her, her my little pony toys. They're like in like in a in a little storage box that the ones that she used to play in there next to her urn. Um, we have records because she liked to collect vinyl records. She was a huge Bruno Mars fan, so we have all her albums, everything here. We still got her iPad, her lot, like all the stuff that she used to play with is still here. Man, that's uh, I can't imagine. I mean, you guys seem like you're a very strong family to pull through, stick stick together. Because, like you said, you hear about catastrophic events like that happening in a family, and either it makes you or breaks you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and <clears throat> I, I don't know if a lot of dads in your situation would be able to say, you know, it made us. You know, we we pulled through. So yeah. I, and all that with, with an autistic daughter as well. I mean, it's just, I can't imagine. I mean, kudos to you guys. That's my Thank condolences, you. but you guys are awesome. Thank you. You know, what's crazy, right? Um, People saying to us, oh, you guys could live a normal life now. And me and my wife was trying to figure what is normal because what we was normal, our normal was different than somebody else's normal. You know, we're trying to get back to the normal routine of like, you know, um, not having a wheelchair. Like till today, when we go outside, we'll get a bigger car. Even though me and my wife are tall people, we don't, I don't like saying no small cars. I take Ubers everywhere because it's ridiculous to go get a car in Jersey because you can never find parking definitely in my time. So getting in a car, we used to get like a bigger truck because, you know, it was that's what we used to, we used to take like. What we don't miss is the going up and down the stairs with that wheelchair because after a while, the wheelchair was a, it, it was heavy and it was annoying. But, you know, I knew normal is kind of like, okay, should I do this way? Or should I do it that way? Like, you know, I'm used to doing things the way we was doing it for a while. But again, I got to ch be changing all that slowly. But we're getting there. So was there a sense of like guilt to go back to a normal life, quote unquote? We just didn't know what it was. You know, we just didn't know because we used to tell me and my wife used to say to us, to each other all the time, we're not normal people. You know, we are, we, we're above normal. I mean, we had to settle for, I knew normal was, was Gigi was going through all this stuff. That was our, our normal. Now being normal, normal, I, I just don't remember how to be that. <laughs> not yet. Because think about it. Now you see, we change every day. Right. Every every year is a new chapter of life. Every time you become a new person, like, you know, we change every day because I can't remember and be honest with you. I don't want to become what have my my normal back in the days. I, I like my normal now, you know, because I have a different mindset. Right. I have I know ways to get by and I know that this story can impact other people. You know, because guess what? There can be another person that's going through the same exact thing as me in the very beginning. And then one day they magically see this podcast and they hear me talk about what 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 I've been through. It can make, like I said, it will help a lot of person. It's not have to be cancer. It's just a father that has to take care, will do anything to take care of their daughters. That's how I see things. I definitely feel like you you would inspire people, whether it's the same cancer thing or, or just an, another battle that they're going through, another struggle that they're going through. Thank you. Regardless of, of what it may be. Uh, before we close here, is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe I didn't ask? Anything else that you'd like to mention? Um, You know what? Just follow me. <laughs> follow me on IG or so Facebook. Where can people find you? They can find me at... um I. I am dot is on my I am dot Mr. B Mr. Big C at Instagram. And um if I'm not mistaken, I I really don't know what my Facebook panel look like. Well you can so, just oh, uh, you, know, you, you can just message story. me it and then it got I'll you. Funny story. At the same time, this been happening, right? 
my old Facebook got hacked. And and that Facebook, that's where, you know, when you had that very first account that has everything on it. Yeah. I had pictures when my kids were younger to older. I have videos of days of me having my moments of being down. I used to talk about it online. I have videos that talk about different things that of what I had done in the journey. So that's the only thing I miss. And that's that's what I pay. I would love to get that page back. But I'm thinking about the page that I have now. It's going to be the continuation of the page that I lost. Because they also, my wife, me and my wife also talked about was a lot of people were saying that, um oh, we have a new Gigi in back in town. I don't want a new Gigi. You know what I'm saying? I have a continuation of my, my family to continue to grow. So people now understand, like, no, that's Gigi is Gigi. Nobody can take that away from her. But what the one thing I can tell you is that her sister is in, my, my, Gianna's in her little sister's. Because there's something about them that's going to re resembles yeah. of the older sister. You'll see now, her. You'll you'll see her in in them. Yes, like for example, now, um, my daughter Maya, she is 11 years old, and she's starting to do things independently a little bit, like going to school by herself. Like I walk her up the block because I um, and this street is very dangerous, so I want to make sure I cross that street with her, uh -huh. so she don't be scared to do it. But then I leave her a block and a half away so I can see, I can literally see her go right to the school. So, you know, and then at, after school, I wait for her. So, you know, little things like that makes her makes me picture like see her say, all right, I see her doing this with Gigi. Because back in the days, um, like before COVID hit, Gigi and mine used to hold hands to go get out of school together because Gigi was very responsible herself. At that before she was on the wheelchair, she was walking and everything. So, you know, and she was um they say that, well, I say too that Gianna her she was smarter than an average um kid. You know, she was one of those girls that knew how to cook, knew how to take care of herself, knew how to reading off the hook, everything. Like I cannot ask for a better child. That's what that's that's what I used to say all the time. And um she was always there. Like I see, I see Amaya doing that. I see Amaya walking home with her friends when while she was younger, holding her sister's hands, walk with her friends. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, my thank you, sir. I thank you for joining me today. Thank you for uh, having me. I appreciate you. You can go ahead and follow me on TikTok, Data and Boy, right here on YouTube, the Data and Boys Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, Data and Boys. Sir, again, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.